Show number 146 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talking Track. Another podcast. And it's a rockin' Saturday night. <laughs> we are in the same time zone. We are in the in same room. In the same room. Yeah. Yes. Lena has invaded Chicago. This time we're in Chicago, and we've been having a great time of it in Chicago, doing all those Chicago-y things, Mm -hmm. which included um, drinking and eating quite a lot. Yes. And seeing things, walking around, and enjoying the outside, and and all the cool things that are here. So it's been awesome. It really has. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, we mistimed this a little, Mm -hmm. because... If it had been next weekend, we could have gone to TrekFest. That's right. And Cheryl very, very nicely posted to our Facebook page that it's next weekend and, you know, suggesting I should mm-hmm. haul my ass on over there. And I checked. It's a four-hour drive. And I didn't feel like doing that and then doing TrekFest and four hours back all by myself. Yeah, that would not be that So um, next year, maybe you or maybe some other local mm-hmm. Shatnerian will want to share the drive with me and we'll go over there. And But if you... If you donate right now $25 to keep TrekFest going, they will send you a vial of Kirk dirt. (laughs) See, I just think that that's a bad name for it because it's not Kirk dirt. So what are you going to call it, Shatner soil? It's Riverside, (laughs) Iowa dirt. It's not dirt that, like, he sat on or he blessed or that, you know... (laughs) He dug up himself with his own Kirk hands, so it's not Kirk dirt, in my opinion. I well, I know, but you know they're trying. <laughs> the FDA would not allow that. <laughs> okay, so they're kind of overselling. Yeah. But um, who do you think they learned that from? <laughs> That's true. Can you imagine Bill shilling for that for for, for Trek Fest in Riverside, Iowa? For Kirk dirt. For Kirk dirt. That would oh. He'd do it, too. He would. That would be so wonderful. Well, you know, his his buddies there, those people that are, like, buddies with him now, they yeah. should call him and say, Bill, just just record a little audio thing for Kirk Dirt. And imagine them trying to explain it to him. <laughs> well, it would be like the O Canada video. Yeah, it would be. Which is so wonderful. Oh, so good. So it's dirt. It, it's why, dirt. And why are you giving it away? Because when people donate things to you apparently you can't just take their money which to me makes the most sense take the money and put it into the cause but you've got to take 50 cents of it or whatever and you know send them their t-shirt or their tote bag or their vial of dirt and then he says and what is track fest again <laughs> am i appearing at it is it about me <laughs> is it an honor or is there some money associated with this <laughs> i want the trophy i want the trophy <laughs> And trophies. And trophies. Let's talk about American Pickers. Yes. Which we finally watched last night. That was broadcast back in, oh gosh, like March or April? Uh, Yeah, yeah, a few months ago. We finally got around to watching it. So I never watched this show before. Me neither. But apparently, the premise of the show is that there are these two guys, Mike and Frank, 
Oh, I'm surprised you remember their names. Because uh, they said it 17,000 times okay. in the episode. They go around the country, I guess, but maybe they're based in Tennessee or Kentucky. Tennessee, Kentucky, that area. And they find interesting and unusual treasures in people's backyards and in their barns and things like that. So they're picking for, for treasure. And in this episode, um, they had a celebrity request from Bill and Elizabeth because they had bought a new house in Kentucky and they wanted some special furnishings and some outdoor stuff to go with it. So they were working on order this time rather than mm -hmm. just kind of prowling around and finding stuff. And Bill was in it, and he was great. He was so funny. And really the funniest thing is, and I'd read a little bit about this on the Internet, but it's, it's nothing compared to when you actually see it, is that Bill and Elizabeth really didn't understand what these guys did. <laughs> and so the guys went and met them, and then they came out and they said, Bill Shatner thinks we're decorators. Interior decorators. Interior decorators. Yeah. And we don't want to let him down. Uh -huh. And so they contacted a friend of theirs who has helped them find various pieces and got her to pull the whole thing together. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you go into Shatner's world and whatever he says you are, like, you know, if yeah. you and I were to show up and we were scheduled, we were on his schedule to do an interview, mm -hmm. and we knocked on the door and he opened it and said, oh, good, the hookers are here. <laughs> Th that's who we are then. In Bill's world, In Bill's we're world. the hookers. Or, you know, you're, you're the, the pastry chefs. You're the pastry chefs. Yes. Yeah, you're the, the people who have, you know, just come to, to uh, I don't know, clean the pool or whatever, whatever, whatever you are, you know. Wh whatever Bill decides you yeah. are. Yeah. Oh, it's it's the people who are installing the insulation. Good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you do it. I'm so glad to meet you. Yes. So that was very, very amusing. Um, and so Bill got a giant grindstone for his garden. Millstone. Millstone. It was quite beautiful. It was, and it was really interesting hearing the a little bit of history they got it from a guy who collects these mm -hmm. and apparently has like 40 of them and knew the history of all of them and you know and I really thought the way they they, they stood it in the garden sort of like half planted was really beautiful mm -hmm. and they did this fun. because there is um, a stream running through the property that used to be a mill stream mm -hmm. and so they wanted something like that you know as they said to sort of honor the past and bring the past into what the, the property is now yeah, to maintain that connection. Um, and then the other room that they had to, to decorate and find stuff for was going to be an office that Elizabeth was going to use and Bill was sort of going to use, although nobody really believes that Bill would work in an office. <laughs> um, or even really sit at a desk. Yeah, so <laughs> they uh, had to find a bunch of horsey stuff to go in it to reflect their love of mm -hmm. horses. And they, they found some beautiful things, including we learned about the pie safe, yes. which I had no idea about before. I mean, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. But I didn't know that there was such a thing that was constructed like that. So, And what it was was this large cabinet with narrow shelves. Mm -hmm. And you would bake your pies or whatever baked goods and, and put them in there. To you know, keep the flies or mm -hmm. vermin or animals or whatever and from getting people. and people from getting at it. Yeah, I guess you could lock it. There but were locks on the that's thing, true. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they were going to use it like to put papers mm -hmm. and and stuff in. And at the end, I thought this was the best moment. Bill goes, "Yeah, and the the pie safe. I mean, you know, I'll just." He goes, "This means you'll have to cook." <laughs> and laughed. Liz kind of laughed, and he goes, "Cause I'll just you know walk up to it and say, well, lemon chiffon, please." And she just smiled at him and went. That's a nice fantasy. <laughs> it was so good. She is so on to him. It's it's really really funny. And the amazing thing to me is at the end of the show, Bill and Liz were very happy, mm -hmm. and nobody had ever said to them, 
that's not really what these guys do. <laughs> and they had gotten this request. So whoever had told Bill, mm -hmm. these people can, can get all the neat stuff that's going to make this unique and wonderful, also had not really told them what it is. Because right. they were saying, like, we'll go looking for, like, a, a unique piece, not a room full and lay it out and make it, you know, wonderful. Well, you know, I, I suspect what might have happened was um, Bill said, let's get something really unusual for the backyard where the stream is, something to connect it. Maybe mm -hmm. we could get a really nice piece. And someone said, oh, I know some guys who could probably find you something really good. And then he said to Liz, these guys are going to find something for the backyard. And she said, oh, do you think they could help us with another room? And he said, of course they can. <laughs> Because he wanted to make her happy and because he assumed that they could do whatever he said that they could do. Right. And that's how it happened was just he told her that they could. And so she didn't know any different because he had told her that that's what they did. <laughs> so as soon as they walked in and started talking and she said, can you get me this? And they weren't going to stand there and say, uh, no. Right, right. And she's going, maybe this, maybe this, maybe this. And what was so cute was afterwards when they were talking about her, they kept calling her Lizzie. I know. Which I thought was pretty cute. Adorable. Um, Bill looked pretty good, I mm -hmm. have to say. Uh, and he looked very happy with the new house, which looked yeah. smaller than I thought it would have been. So maybe mm -hmm. it's just going to be them there without children or, or you know, other folks. Them and the horses and, and the dog. Oh, and they were so funny. They go, look, it's William Shatner's dog. Hey, hey, it's William Shatner's dog. And the dog's running around having a good time. <laughs> oh, it was really funny. So they, um, Bill's segment was the second half of the episode, if anybody is interested in watching it. And it's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So you can go look it up and watch Bill's stuff, which, as I said, second half. And Bill is sort of at the beginning of his stuff and then at the end, and the middle part is them looking for and finding the things. Right. Yeah. And that actually, I wish there had been more segments like the Millstone segment mm -hmm. where we learned a little bit about it and saw the variety um, because basically we saw them digging through some places and pulling a few things out, and then later when they were putting the stuff in the room, a lot of it we had never, you know, seen them finding or gotten any of the yeah. history, and to me that would have been much more interesting. Good. In fact, one of the things that they had found were, were some old um, horse ribbons from yes. the 50s, and they didn't really say where those had come from, like mm -hmm. whether it was a personal collection or they just mm -hmm. found it in an antique shop or mm -hmm. something. That clearly there was some story behind it that we were not able to know. Right, so, right. Yeah. But I thought the room looked quite beautiful. Yeah, it did. It and great. they had some really neat stuff. Mm -hmm. And now we know that Bill likes lemon chiffon pie. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thunk? Oh, by the way, mm -hmm. just kind of backtracking a little to the Kirk dirt. Yeah. Another media conquered. Uh, it's true. How many other people have the dirt? Nobody. I don't know. Dirt named after them. Yeah. Only Bill. Yeah, so Bill can kind of thumb his nose at things like Kentucky bluegrass. <laughs> Kirk dirt. <laughs> we're going to take a little break, and we're going to watch something. Yes. Something very interesting. And then we'll come back and talk about it. Yep. Okay. Okay, get your Kirk dirt. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. We say it all the time, but I'll say it again. We love hearing from you. Blogging at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com Comments to lookathisbutt at gmail.com 
This podcast recorded on a MacBook Pro with GarageBand. Back to SpaceCon. Yes. Did we ever really leave SpaceCon? I don't know. If you and I were piloting, <laughs> no. No, we never did. Well, we just watched um, a very weird and interesting documentary um, that we had blogged about previously, and it's called Back to SpaceCon, the story of the 1970s sci-fi conventions, specifically the ones in California. Specifically the Bay Area. Um, And it was via interviews with the people who threw them and who were involved in them and people who ran a Star Trek store, which I had no idea even existed. In Berkeley. In Berkeley. Yeah. Right in downtown Berkeley on Telegraph Avenue. And it was called the, the uh, Federation, Federation Trading Post. Yes, and they said, you know, eventually it folded. But somebody is, is, I think, using that name. Maybe they sold it or whatever. But I have seen flyers at conventions. And I'm pretty sure they're for the Federation Trading Post, which is like a mailing mailing house or something to get Trek crap. Wow, that's cool. Well, we'll have to look it up and see if we can find any more information yeah. about it because I, I would like to know about it. But, I mean, man, imagine that. A whole store that's just Star Trek stuff. Mm-hmm. That would be a little weird. Well, you know what I thought was really, for me, probably the most interesting part of the film was the very beginning where they were doing the first convention that was held in the Bay Area yeah. was held at a high, high school. school. <laughs> and they were saying back then you could rent a high school and there were no liability concerns, yeah. and you know, sell tickets, and people showed up, and you know, other people were there selling all their homemade stuff, some of which was incredibly high quality. Yeah. But uh, the whole, the whole idea, I guess, that you know, it was just some friends who said, "Hey, we we've heard they had Star Trek conventions in in L.A. and New York, and we want one. Let's let's rent the high school." You know. <laughs> That's so awesome. I mean, I, I think that that is also speaks so highly of what Star Trek inspires in mm-hmm. people. I mean, we kind of did that with a podcast, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, there isn't a thing that, that we want that's out there, so let's just do it ourselves. That's right. And not wait for somebody that's right. to go ahead and do it. So, But also the one guy who ran, uh, I guess, what was a pretty big convention called SpaceCon yeah. for many years. He was a physics teacher. Yeah. He said, I, I just decided to do this. I had no experience um, putting up shows or anything like this. And they just did it. And, and they, they were making it up as they went along. And they got everybody to come and, and be on the panel. Yes. They had William Shatner. Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting, too, that um, a lot of this film was about Bob Wilkins, mm-hmm. who was the local host of Creature Features and apparently a huge supporter mm-hmm. of all these fan activities. And it was really nice how they kept mentioning, and, you know, Bob had me on the show to interview yeah. it, and he promoted it, and the next thing we knew, there were 10,000 people outside. Yeah. And, you know, just, um, you really did get the the feeling of, of the warmth of the homegrown mm-hmm. fan phenomenon, which... You know, I missed out on. I mean, you know, I was watching the reruns on TV, and that mm-hmm. was about it at that time. But yeah. I didn't go to any uh, actual conventions till I don't know, maybe like ten years yeah. later. Well, I, I would say it's one of the people in the film commented right at the end, saying that um, that was what was so special about these cons was that they were really homegrown, and they were because people loved them, 
and there was a real magic about them and the convention now are really just money makers well it's a commercial it's thing a commercial and everything thing. is licensed and controlled and you know yeah and, and I think that's absolutely true I mean when when we've gone to the creation cons for example and seeing how they're run and how they really don't care about what you're doing and you know the stars get their very limited time and it's mm -hmm. fun to see them and oh yeah it's fun to, to meet other people randomly but the only experience I can think of that is similar is when we went to um, BassCon, mm -hmm. you know, because that was a homegrown thing. Yes. It was just people in a community who really just wanted to be in the same room and talk about stuff together. Yep. And I think for us, that was kind of the closest we would ever get to something like those original conventions. Mm -hmm. Well, the other thing they were saying, like in these really early ones, they didn't have a stage set up for the stars. They were just kind of there yeah. in the dealer's room, just walking around, and people would just chat to them, and they didn't have security people. And I thought it was nice or interesting, at least, too, that they pointed out, oh, yeah, you know, um, George Takei, Jimmy Doohan, these people, they were happy to do it because they were unemployed. Yeah, they, were, they weren't doing anything else. Yep, that was great. That was great. So there were a couple. I took a few notes. I just wanted to say some very specific things. Um, as always, when I'm watching these old films, I want to know what happened to some of the people. Oh, I know. Whatever happened to the guy who changed his name to James T. Kirk? Yeah. Where is he now? I must know this. <laughs> what is he like? What did he go on to do? Did he keep that name change for the rest of his life? Well, I, another thing he said. Well, I didn't like my previous name. He never told us what it was. No, he never did. He liked this name. He seemed like a relatively young guy. He was probably what in his early twenties or mm -hmm. something when they filmed this. I would love to know what happened yep, to him. That yep. would be great. Um, I also want to know what happened to the woman that they interviewed right at the very end. It was while the credits were rolling, and they were just showing snippets of interviews with people. And mm -hmm. she said, my name is Melanie Mayfield, and I came here from Eureka, and this is my seventh convention. Oh, yeah, she was fun. She was great, and she had on a spangly headband and lots of mm -hmm. makeup and stuff. So clearly a fanatic right from the very beginning, her seventh convention in 1976 or something. Mm -hmm. So she had been getting around. Where is Melanie Mayfield today? That's what I Yeah. Is she still like making zines or writing fanfic or well, you know, cons and getting Shatner's autograph for the 77th time? You know? <laughs> you know what else is funny about this to me? And it's not just Star Trek fans, but people in general back then, I think were not quite as as schooled and polished about, you know, having your statement ready for the camera yeah, or yeah. whatever. And so if you went up and talked to them, they just... Like, yeah, you know, and just, I mean, she was completely natural and yeah. happy to talk about it and um, very different from just the way sort of man on the street interviews yeah. are on TV oh, now. Totally. Yeah. I just, I'm so impressed with Melanie. I, I, where she <laughs> I have to say, I am so impressed with that little boy dressed as a Klingon. Oh, he looked great. He looked great, and he was the cutest little boy. He was. Those costumes people had were awesome. So some very good Bill-specific stuff. Oh, yeah. So um, the, the Federation Trading Post store in Berkeley had Bill there to promote his record, the William mm -hmm. Shatner Live record that he was releasing and selling via mail order. Out of his Out of his basement, trunk. his trunk, yeah, his <laughs> car. And he went to the store and brought the records with him and sat there for hours, they said. There was a line around the block. Mm -hmm. And typical, they said... Bill stayed there for hours. He talked to everybody, and he signed every last thing for every last person till they were all done. Mm-hmm. Because that's Bill. Or it was Bill then. It was Bill then. Yeah. Of course. So I was just very impressed with that. And then um, 
there was some footage of him at one of the uh, larger conventions. Yes. I guess it was in Oakland, and he was wearing white pants, and he didn't have any underwear on. <laughs> Absolutely not. And he was happy to be there. <laughs> he looked very, very happy. Oh, that was so amusing. Yes. <laughs> And this was also, a part of it was during the time when they were um, at conventions where Shatner was saying and other people were saying that Nimoy was not in the movie. Right, right. It was a big controversy. Oh, yes. Oh, well, that was very, very interesting. <laughs> I know. Jack the podcasting dog is being so cute. Oh, he wants to be in the costume he's contest. He's got his rope wrapped around his head. That's his alien thing. It is. He looks like he's got his alien costume on. Yep. Um, so they were saying that they had at um, the convention in Oakland, I think where Bill was speaking, that there were like 10,000 people there, which is pretty amazing for mm -hmm. 1976 that they got that many people mm -hmm. to show up. So that impressed me. Well, also that there wasn't the, the ease of the Internet and getting word out yeah. about these things. I mean, they, they, as I said, they were relying very much on the goodwill of Bob Wilkins mm -hmm. to promote it on his show. They didn't seem to talk about taking out any ads. Yeah, they probably didn't have budget for it. Right, right. There was a lot of word of mouth and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was really, really interesting. Um, I was also interested to hear that Bill got 10K for yes. his appearance back then, mm -hmm. which I guess was about right. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know how much he gets now. I'm thinking a quarter of a million. Yeah, probably, probably for, you know, an hour. Two with autographs. Yeah. Oh, yes. Times certainly have changed. They certainly have. So um, I thought this was a, a very nice little documentary. And for people who are interested in the history of Star Trek fandom, I could definitely recommend it. Oh, and I also wanted to say I was watching very carefully. And half of the people in the audience were women. Yes. At least half. Yes, yes. So mm -hmm. once again, putting the lie to this crap that Star yeah. Trek fandom was mostly guys. No, yeah. it wasn't. No. Look at the people who were at the conventions. Right. And I loved the woman who looked like somebody's mom, maybe yours, who was <laughs> making Star Trek insignias by hand at it, okay. home and selling them at the, at the con. The first time. My mom never looked like that. <laughs> And I will never show her a picture of that woman and say that you, you thought she looked like that. But, um, yeah, I was very impressed with her. And I, she goes, no, I've never done this before. So apparently one day she just sat down and made a couple hundred of these yeah. things and decided to, to, to go set them up a card them. table. Yeah. Well, yeah. She was probably somebody's mom. I mean, mm -hmm. she was the mom of a Star Trek fan and was like, well, geez. I can After she made it for her, her, her kids and their friends, right. it was like, hmm. I could make some bucks on this. I these. could do something I was here. so hoping she was going to have a Minnesota accent, though. Yeah. <laughs> There was there were no Minnesota accents no. in there, but I I do have to second your recommendation. If you want to know a little bit about the history of fandom, and this is an interesting little niche, mm -hmm. because it's very specific about mostly covering the Bay Area and the people who made things happen there. But what it really showed me in a very vivid way was the 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 wonder and magic of that whole time of going, wow, we did this, and there, there are 10,000 people, and we called William Shatner's agent, and they said, yeah, he'll come up, you know, and, and yep. just that whole sense of, of, of the community and of the homegrown aspect mm -hmm. of it, and it really looked so very, very different from the conventions you go to nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. It, it actually, in many ways, if you discount dealer tables, it was like a big room party. It was. 
It absolutely was. People and everyone looked like they were having a really good time. Oh yeah, they were so happy. They were just yeah. It was almost like um, the Galaxy Quest convention. It was. At one point, they did a shot of the crowd, and it was when Bob Wilkins was talking about. He always works up special material yeah. to introduce the people, and I was thinking of Guy. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, so anyway, yep, very, very good stuff, really good. Yes, so so we do recommend that yeah. if you get a chance to see that. It's, um, uh, oh, yeah, so the link is, is at the it is, a, it is an important historical document. It is an important, important historical document. So let's talk about one more quick thing. Okay. Which is this article that I'm a little obsessed with in the Toronto State. Oh, okay. <laughs> Only because I think it's so funny. Um, so this came out just the other day, and I was immediately amused by the title of the article. Shatner, more popular than ever. And tell them what your comment was to me in the email when you forwarded and this. And that's like, in other news, water is still wet. Yeah. <laughs> Shatner, more popular than ever. Really. And it's almost really. like that, that would be impossible. <laughs> it's like there's a certain density of popularity that Bill has expanded and exploded and... It's filled. It's, it's, it's filled. It's just filled. So it's a great little article. It's very fun. Mm -hmm. um, and it's talking about the fact that he's 80 now and Bill says, uh, they tell me I went to bed for three days when I turned 40. I thought that was I very was interesting. A, I was in a state of shock. 40 is a really bad age to turn. You're in disbelief um, about growing older, but 40, you believe it. <laughs> so that was great. So then it just talks about like the 17 billion things that he's doing right now. Oh, and uh, on subjects of things coming up, you know, um, I don't know if we even talked about it, that shit my dad says has been canceled, right. it's official, mm -hmm. but he is doing a guest role on a show I've never watched called Psych, yes, where he is playing one of the main characters, the father of one of the main characters. Mm -hmm. So... Obviously, I would be watching at least one episode of Psych. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I'm so glad he's doing more TV. Oh, yeah. Um, he did talk a little bit about um, new media, which I thought was good since he doesn't understand it. But um, <laughs> he said, um, the article says, technology, says this Twitterer, has created, quote, a shorthand for whether something's working or not. The O Canada video could have ended there, but now you're telling me it's gone viral. And because it was amusing, it even made me laugh seeing it. I imagine people will be entertained by it. That's another life for it. So I like Bill saying, you're telling me it's gone viral. Now, what does that mean? Yeah, viral? <laughs> Is it, are people getting sick from it? What? Well, one of the things you and I were talking about the other day, um, when we weren't actually recording our fascinating conversation, was one of the things we're looking forward to is this fall when his new book comes out oh, yes. and uh, the Shatner rules, or just Shatner mm -hmm. rules, and I just can't wait to read his explanation of certain things. Oh, it's <laughs> going to be so good. <laughs> like how the internet works. It's not even a series of tubes. It's going to be something better. It, it's in the clouds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so a couple more things that I really loved out of this article was um, him talking about um, his focus. Yes. He says, although I like to think I focus on, one th on the thing I'm doing with as much intensity as I can, it doesn't stop you from putting your laser on another subject and focusing equally well. So he's an equal opportunity laser focuser. Well, and, if, and he's giving 100% to one thing and without diluting the attention and the focus he's giving 100% of that thing, he can also turn and give 100% to another thing. He says, I, I love Bill. That's Shatner focus. When he's just talking, he says, a lot of things interest me. I'm puzzled by many mysteries, 
and I wish I knew more about everything. So you could call me a jack of all trades, but I'm multi-interested. <laughs> <laughs> and I want lemon chiffon pie. I'm describing myself as multi-interested. <laughs> okay, this was the best part. So he was talking a little bit about his interview for the Captain's movie. Yes. Oh, yes. And so he talks about how he interviewed Chris Pine. He's shy, Shatner says. So the way I started the interview, I put out a table and chairs outside the Paramount gates and arm wrestled with him. That was the beginning of my interview with him. I think it broke the ice, that's for sure. <laughs> I hope it, it broke Chris Pine's arm. So what I want to know is, well, we discussed this immediately saying, who won? Bill. Bill, of course. But are they going to show that in the documentary? Oh, that would be so funny. That would be really satisfying. Yes, it would be. And, of course, Bill would have to win because he doesn't like... Like to lose. <laughs> this is the thing. If I was feeling shy or nervous around William Shatner, and maybe Chris Pine is a total ignoramus and hasn't done his research, so he doesn't know the things we know. But knowing Bill doesn't like to lose, if he said to me... I'll help you relax, let's arm wrestle. That would make me more nervous. I mean, I would go, okay, I lose, you know. Don't hurt me. <laughs> don't don't bring your laser 100, 200% focus to this arm wrestling because I'm so scared of you and what if I accidentally win, you know. <laughs> that would be the worst thing. Because you know what happened? It would be like the $25,000 pyramid all over again and Bill would like, turn the table over. Yes. And break chairs. And, and and tear down the Paramount gates with his bare yeah. teeth and hands. Right. He'd do it, too. Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. Well, this is a great article. I'll put up the link to it. You should all go and read it because mm -hmm. it's really good. And it does give a nice little overview of, as I said, the 7 million things that he's doing all at the same time right now. With 100% focus on each. 100% focus because he's very, very, very busy. Um, did you blog the McGill thing? The, the video? <gasps> Um, I blogged the video that, that the students at McGill made mm -hmm. to honor him after McGill honored him with a doctorate of literature. Oh, literature. Literature. And it's, re it's oh, three minutes long or something, but I really enjoyed it. But honest to God, the best part of it is this picture in the beginning of it of young Bill. Ooh. It's a really very nice. Oh, I'd like to see that. Um, I saw a, a still from a video of Bill accepting the award dressed mm -hmm. in robes with right, the hat right. and everything. And he sort of looked uncomfortably like a, um, a Chaucer character, yes. I have to say. Maybe the merchant, I don't know. <laughs> well, his address to the students and his advice to them was, um, and I thought this was very good advice, is um, don't be afraid to fail. And I think that's what holds many people back. And also, many, many successful people have said, I learned a lot more from my failures than I did from the successes. Yeah. On Mythbusters, they say, failure is always an option. <laughs> that's good. That's very good. I think that's a good way to go through life. All right. Well, listen, it's getting late. We've had a full, full day and a lot of dinner. Yeah. Drinks on top of it. But this has been great. I'm so glad we got to watch that thing. Together. Yes, that that was really cool. And and this has just been a you know wonderful time being together again. Yeah, it's awesome. So we'll be returning to hopefully normal podcasting schedule via Skype, and we'll be watching more things and talking about more things. And we even have a little bit of a review of something that we watched a while ago that we've never even gotten to put into a show. So I think I'll, I'll save that for the next time. Listeners, I have no idea what she's talking about. I'm staring at her and making like goo goo, goo, goo eyes. Yeah, it was we watched a thing and then we talked about it and it was pretty funny. I would love to talk about a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next time. All right, till next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.